Blog Talk Radio.
now. Welcome to a, another edition of Face to Face. This is Prayer International Radio. I am your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, who's going to be joining us in the studio in a little bit. And we are here for uh, another night of prayer, worship, the Word of God, and pretty much whatever else the Holy Spirit decides that He wants to do. Um, if you're new to this broadcast, um, we've only been doing this for about three weeks now, and so if this is your first time listening, um, there's not really much of a format that goes on here. Um, we kick it off and we just pretty much let the Spirit guide us and we try to be as sensitive as possible to the Holy Spirit. Um, we definitely believe in prayer um, above everything else and we believe in a relationship with the Father and we believe in intimacy and we believe in learning as much about him as possible through his word and through being in his presence and spending time with him. If you need prayer for anything tonight, um, our call-in number is 619-638-8458, and we'll be happy to pray for you regarding pretty much anything you need prayer for. Um, the Bible says if two or more of us are gathered together in his name, that he is there in the midst which is an interesting verse, actually, because and we may have mentioned this before. Um, there's a, another verse in the Old Testament that says, two are better than one, and a threefold cord is not easily broken. And so when even just two of us gather together, it's better than one. And then Jesus joins in. He said, if two more of you are gathered, I'm gathering, I am there in the midst. And then you have the threefold cord, which can't easily be broken. And even if you don't have anybody to pray with, just if it's just you, the Bible says we've been given the Holy Spirit, who was, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, and who Jesus said he would send to us. And Jesus said the Holy Spirit would reveal to us the things of the Father, and he would take of what is Jesus's and declared unto us, which is our inheritance in him. And the Bible says that we are seated in heavenly prices in Christ Jesus. And, you know, so even if it's just you and the Holy Spirit, well, there's two. And then you, and then Jesus is there in the midst. And so either way you look at it, um, prayer is a powerful thing. Um, throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Word of God declares over and over again the importance of intercession and the importance of staying in the gap and the importance of being in the presence of God and making intercession for others. You know, the interesting thing about the Bible is, and I don't know the literary, the actual liter, literary terms for it, but the Bible has a flow from start to finish. Um, if you read it from start to finish, even though there's different stories and different subjects, there's still a constant flow and a constant theme throughout the Bible. Um, a couple different themes, the main one being the love of God. But if you read it from start to finish, you'll notice that the character of God never changes. And he, he really never does. And it says in the New Testament, he says, it says that 
he is the same yesterday and today and forever. And so the same God from the Old Testament is the same God from the day, for he's eternal. I mean, he doesn't dwell in human time. He's outside of our time and eternity, and he doesn't change. His character is consistent, and he's likened into a rock. He's the one thing in the entire universe that he will never change. And neither will his promises. And he made so many promises to us of those of us who would believe in him and call upon him. And he said that his words will not return to him void. And so I've gone over this story once before. And so I'm going to teach on it a little bit, um, hopefully to encourage you, hopefully to give you a little bit of insight into the character and nature of God. Um, Because, you know, it says that the things that happened in the Bible and a lot of these things were written for us. You know, when the children of Israel were going around the mountain for 40 years, um, they were doing it because they were disobedient and hard. They were stubborn. And, you know, God still got them to the promised land. Maybe not all of them, but God still got a remnant of them to the promised land. And he had promised that he would get the children of Israel to the promised land. And even though it took longer, God still fulfilled
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. I am your host, Sean Holmberg, and I want to apologize. We had a little bit of audio difficulties there. Um, I was actually in the middle of talking, and next thing you know, I find that I wasn't talking, um, or at least the, my audio cut out. Um, so tonight we're talking about the character of God and how the Old Testament and many of the stories and lives in the Old Testament are used as examples for us and how we can see and witness God's character through the way he dealt with people in the Old Testament. For the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever and that he never changes. And so I'm going to start, and I've spoken on this before, and I'm going to read to you a little bit about Abraham. And, you know, Abraham was, it says he was the father of many nations, but it wasn't always like that. Abraham, in his life, is symbolically, in a way, it's the perfect um, analogy of the Christian life and about our life and and the way we begin our walk with the Father and the processes and the shaping that has to go through in our lives. Because, you know, um, throughout your Christian life, you never start off in the first day except Jesus, you're not perfect, and there's always trials, and there's always um, things you have to go through, and there's always learning from Him, and there's always this process of God transforming us into His image. Um, the Bible says in Corinthians, it says that we are beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, and we are being changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. And pretty much it means the basis of it is the more time you spend with him, the more you become like him. And so it says, and this is um, Genesis um, chapter 12, Um and before I start this, I just want to let you know, our, give you our call line number again. It's 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, please give us a call. Um, so, Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country. Flee from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And, you know, there's a, even just with that, there's a couple different areas here that we notice. And the first one is God saying to leave it all behind. You know, Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing forward to those things which are ahead. And when we decide that we're going to serve the Lord Jesus, there are certain areas of our life that we have to leave behind. And not only areas of our lives, there's um, thought patterns and ideas and expectations that we have to leave behind. There's old behaviors and the way we used to act that we have to leave behind and not cling to, you know, the children of Israel um, were walking around the desert for 40 years and they were constantly clinging to the old life because they refused to let it go. They always were thinking about how much better it was back in Egypt instead of looking forward to the things that God had for them and the blessing and the promises that God had given them. And so they were always holding back, holding on to Egypt, which 
took away their faith and expectation from the better things that was waiting on them on the other side of the mountain when they got to the promised land. And so the first thing we do is we leave we leave behind everything. We leave behind our expectations, everything else, and we start this journey of faith and trusting in God. And, you know, faith is, is we talked about this in the night, the faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And that means that there's literally a substance to what you are hoping for. And you have evidence of things that haven't been seen yet. And the evidence comes from your belief and trust in the Father to fulfill his word and to be able to do exactly what he said he could do. And and then it says, to a land that I will show you. And, you know, when God called Abraham, he didn't start off and said, Abraham, um, I want you to take a left here, go down three sand dunes, take another right, um, past this city, this city, this city, um, and, you know, wait, let me, Abraham, let me just draw you a map. No, God didn't say that. God <laughs> said, leave, and I will show you where to go. And, you know, the, the Bible says that the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And in the New Testament, even Jesus um, would spend hours and nights and nights um, before the presence of God. And he didn't do anything without spending time with the presence of God. Because if he didn't spend time in the presence of God, then he wouldn't know what to do. And that sounds really weird, but Jesus said, I don't do anything of my own authority, but what I see my Father do, I do. And everything that Jesus did was because he had heard it and seen it from his father. And our lives are no different um, in that there are blessings that God has laid out for us. And there's blessings God wants us to have. And there's and it says in Ephesians, it says that there are works that were created for us to walk in. Um, and so God has blessings lined up for us, and sometimes it's a matter of the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit leading us into the perfect situation to receive the blessing. Because you know sometimes maybe there's a blessing God wants you to have over here, but you need to be over here in that circumstance to be able to receive that blessing. And so God tells Abraham, "Get out," and then He says, and then He starts His first promise. He says, "I will make you a great nation." Well, this is actually the second one. The first promise God gave is, I will show you. If you just trust me, I will show you. And then he says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Not only will I bless you, but I will make your very life a blessing to others. He said, God said, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all of the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so God starts this whole thing off by promising Abraham that if he, that if Abraham would Abram would just trust God, that God would bless him and make him, and turn his life into a blessing. And God is already talking to Abraham Abram about transformation. It's actually Abram because his name hasn't been changed yet. Because you know there is a new name that the Bible says that we are all given. And, you know, God, and so in the Old Testament, people were named, and their names weren't just like Sally or Sue or Mark or Henry or whatever. Names had significance and importance to them. And it says in verse 4, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. 
well, see, there's the first problem. Um, God said, leave your family, and which probably didn't mean his wife. It's just the extended family. And he said, leave your family and go. And so the first thing Abraham did was he's like, well, you know what? It's probably not that big of a deal for me to take a lot, so let me take him along with me. But anyway, we'll just remember that for later. And then and it says, okay, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. 75 years of his life, he's served the Lord without seeing anything significant happen that we know of or anything the Bible talks about. So, you know, age is not really that much of a prerequisite to the blessing of God. You know, God can use you whether you're a young child or whether you're 75 years old. It doesn't really matter to him because the Lord will use whoever is willing to stand before him and say, use me. And it says, then Abram, Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all of their possessions that they had gathered. I mean, even though the Lord's going to bless us, we don't want to leave anything behind. And they and, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land of the place of Shisham as far as the Terebinth tree of Morah, and the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, Okay, so the Lord is makes a couple through this story, the Lord uh, uh, more than once will come to Abram and remind him of the blessings and remind him of the plan and purposes. And, you know, God, a lot of times through our lives will constantly remind us and, and through the word of God to constantly, we need to constantly scour the word of God to be reminded of those things that the, that the God has said to us and trust in the Holy Spirit to reveal to us and to bring to our remembrance. You know, Jesus said the Holy Spirit will, will bring to remembrance the things that I've said to you. And so the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your descendants, I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed, going still toward the south. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there. For the famine was severe in the land, and it came to pass, when he was close to entering Egypt, that he said to Sarah, his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you, that they will say, This is, my, this is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that may li and I may live because of you. So, Here's Abram on the journey, um, on this road to the blessings that God has promised him. And first sign of adversity, he stops trusting in God and stops listening to God and starts listening to his own thoughts. And, okay, well, I know God's called me and I'm supposed to be going this general direction, but you know what, now I'm having a little bit of a struggle, so you know what, let's not bother God with this because maybe this is too little for him and let's start, let's just see what I can figure out. And, you know, usually that doesn't turn out very well. 
because we have limited capacity to understand the overall things of God. And if we're going to trust him with our salvation, we should be trusting him with every aspect of our life. Um, the Bible says to cast all your cares before the Lord for he cares for you. I mean, Jesus said that every hair of our head is numbered. And he said that the Father knows of the things you need before you even ask him. And he said that we are more valuable than many does and, and birds of the field. And yet they're always clothed. And and so he probably should have trusted in God and said, okay, God, what do you want to do? But anyway, so it was when Abram came into the Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman, that she was very beautiful, and the princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house, and he treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Because even the Pharaoh, who did not necessarily serve the Lord God, didn't want a piece of him. So he tells Abram, get out. And so then it says in chapter 13, Then Abram went up from Egypt, and he and his wife and all he had, and Lot with him, to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold, and he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also who went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Lot wasn't necessarily supposed to be on this journey, but now he is. So we're gonna we're gonna like let that pass for right now. But now we come to the problem is that Abram decided to take a shortcut. And as far as he didn't follow, he didn't listen to what the, the father said specifically. And he's like, well, you know what, let me sort of make this my way. And I'll, you know, I'll take the Lord's advice and I'll follow him, but I'm going to do some of this my way and I'm going to trust my own judgment. And so now he's having this big feud happening in the middle of the desert. And that shouldn't have ever happened because now he's realizing there's not not enough room. We have all these people. Well, Lot should have still been back, way back where they, where they started from. But And so Abraham said to Lot, Please let there be no more strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. It is not the whole land before you. Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw all the plains of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. And this is before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And it was watered like the garden of the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go toward Zor. Then Lot chose for himself all the plains of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east. 
And they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. So, now Lot, who shouldn't be here, um, is separated, and he starts going towards Sodom, a place he should have never been to begin with. And, you know, we have to be careful in our walks with God, of our actions. Least we cause other people to sin, and we have to be careful with the words of our mouth, and we have to be careful with our actions toward other people because you never know what the effect of your actions and your words toward other people, what effect it'll have in their life, and the repercussions of that. And one one thing that's interesting about Abram's life is it shows that. You know, even though we're saved, there are repercussions to our actions at times. In verse 14, it says, And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him. So this is Abram getting back on track. He's coming back to the Lord. He's seeking the Lord again. He's coming back to the Father, getting past the mistake. You know, the Bible says a righteous man will fall seven times and get back up. So Abram's seeking the Lord again, and the Lord comes back to Abram, and, and after Lot had separated from him. And so the Lord's like, okay, here we go. We're going off again, and let me give you the blessing again. And he says, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land which you see I will give to you and your descendants forever, and I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then your descendants could also be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Then Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of, Ma- I don't even know how to pronounce the word, M-A-M-R-E, which are in Hebron, and built an altar to the Lord there. So the biggest thing to realize is even if we mess, make a mistake, even if we screw up, you know, we have an advocate with Jesus Christ the righteous, and just because we mess up, it doesn't mean it's the end of the calling of God. You know, the Lord is faithful to his word. Even if we're not, he is. And he will still be there when we turn our hearts back to him. And let's see. We're going to take a really quick break, and then we'll come back to finish this off. Um, Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. This is Prayer International Radio. And we will be back in just a few minutes.
National Radio. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, who will be joining us in just a little bit. And we're talking about Abraham. And so this is where the story actually starts getting more and more familiar to our own lives and stories. And that it says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. And, you know, so God's showing up, telling Abraham, here I am, look at me, and I'm your exceedingly great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Elizer of Damascus. Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my own house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Just remember that. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven, and count the stars, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And Abram believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur, out of, of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? So he said to him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Then he brought all these to him and cut them into down the middle and placed each piece opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds in two. And when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. You know, I'm just going to stop for a tiny second. You know, Abram's preparing an offering, as it were, for the Lord. And the vultures come and try to snatch it away. And, you know, um, the Bible says that we, we should present our bodies as living sacrifices to God, which is our reasonable service. And that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, in the Old Testament, they offered up bulls and goats and sheep. Um, for a sacrifice to the Lord, but in the New Testament it says that obedience is better than a sacrifice, and it says that we are the we are the new offering to the Lord, and we offer ourselves, and we offer our lives, and we offer our hearts to Him. And so, just like the vultures tried to swoop in on Abram's offering, 
you know, the enemy will come in and he will try to tear down us and he will try to tear down your mind and tear down your heart and tell and tear down your spirit. And you need to guard your life and guard yourself and guard those things that you're filling your mind and your heart up with so that there's nothing that interferes with being a temple for the Holy Spirit. And there's nothing that interferes with your ability to hear the voice of God. And there's nothing that interferes with your ability to become a sacrifice for the Lord and a sacrifice to him. And as far as being the offering and giving yourself as an offering to the Lord. And it says in verse 12, Now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. And then God said to Abram, No, certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them, and they will afflict them 400 years. And this is um, the Lord doing a pro- having a prophecy of the children of Israel later on. And in verse 14, And the nation whom they serve I will judge afterwards, and they shall come out with great possessions. And this is the children of Israel serving Egypt. And then when Moses comes and the Lord delivers them out of Egypt, they left with many great possessions and verse 15 now as for you you shall go to your fathers in peace you shall be buried at a buried at a good old age but in the fourth generation they shall return here for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete and it came to pass when the sun went dark down and it was dark that behold there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I have given this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, to the river Euphrates, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephraim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gergeshites, and the Jebusites. And now, chapter 16, now Sarah... Abram, Abram's wife had borne him no children. So pretty much up to now, the father said, "Go, go, get out. Um, I'm going to bless you." And then the Lord shows up again, and He said, "Abram, exceedingly above all you can ask or think, more than the stars in heaven, more than the sand on the sea, you can't understand. I'm going to bless you, and bless your your children and your children's children. All nations of the earth shall be blessed through you." And and the father said, you know, and Abram's worried about God being able to fulfill what God said. And because to Abram it's impossible because he doesn't have a child yet. And God's like, you will have a child. And so now um, Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarah said to Abram, see now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go in my into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram's heeded the voice of Sarah. Sort of familiar to what happened in the Garden of Eden, um, where they forgot the word of the Lord. And but the interesting thing about this is, you know, in our lives as Christians, there's times when we have promises from the Lord and we expect them now, like. The father is a McDonald's drive through And, you know, we have to have patience. And it says the testing of our faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be complete and lacking nothing. And just because you don't see the promise 
immediately, it doesn't mean the promise isn't there. Sometimes it takes the Lord to get you from one place to another, to, like I said, so you can receive the blessing. You know, and with the children of Israel, the Lord sent them manna every day, and he said, do not store it up, do not keep it. Every day you'll go out and you'll gather just as much as you need. Jesus said later on, he said, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has its own worries. And, I mean, and today has enough, enough worries, don't worry about tomorrow. And so there's a principle here that, you know, the Lord is going to bless you and the Lord is going to provide for you when you're in the place that you need the provision. If the Lord spoke to you tonight and said, I need you to go to Africa tomorrow um, and do this, this, or this, some of the blessing and some of the provision aren't going to be there right now. They're going to be there after you've made the first step and got, gotten and gone over to Africa. And when you're in the place that you need the blessing, that's when the blessing will show up. You know, I've had a couple friends, um, one in particular who a few years ago was having a great deal of struggle because they were having a lot of financial issues. And every six months or four months, it always seemed like they were coming to this place where they were needing to find a place to live. And we'd always talk, and it, and it was, and I would always tell them to just trust God. And you know, they would be worried, like we all are, when there's issues. But then, at the last second, never too early, never too late, always right before they needed it, and right when they were getting in the place where they needed the blessing the most and the provision the most, is when the provision showed up. And so, we need to have patience when. God speaks into our life, and we need to realize that his ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts, and that if the Lord promised something, he's going to fulfill it, and he's going to fulfill it in his own time, and we don't necessarily know what's going to happen between now and then, and what he's going to do in our lives between now and then. All we know is that the Lord is faithful, and the Lord doesn't lie. And so it says, then Sarah Abram's wife took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife after Abram had dealt ten years in the land of Canaan. So he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes, which any woman would. And it says in verse 5, Then Sarah said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that when I and when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. And Abram said to Sarah, Indeed, your maid is in your hands. Do to her as you please. And when Sarah dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her. Let's see. We're going to skip down and you know. Let me just stop and say, this is like the second time that Abram's not necessarily followed exactly what the Lord said and tried to do things his own way. The first time was with Lot, and Lot and his descendants end up in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, and then the Lord had to deliver him from that because that place was going to get destroyed. And now, Abram, even though the father said, I'm going to bless you, and even though the father said that you are going to have a child, and the descendants of the earth and be blessed through you and through your own your own child. Now Abram's like, okay, hey, well maybe I can help the Lord out a little bit in this. And but in the process, if you study history of of Ishmael, um, you'll find a lot of um, historians believe that Ishmael is that his descendants are now the are, are actually formed where the Arab Arab nations are. 
and which are actually have been constantly warring with the Israel nation. And so because of one slight act of disobedience on on an act of disbelief, um, there has been created a conflict that has still been ongoing to this day. And anyway, so we're going to skip down and um, we're going to go over to chapter 17. Um, And God shows up again. And when Abram was 99 years old, so it's only been like 20 years or so, and the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. You know, that word covenant is one of my favorite words, and it symbolizes a bond that cannot be broken. And you will hear that word a lot in the Bible, and and it really displays the character of God, that when he makes a promise to us, it can't be broken, and that he will stand behind that covenant no matter what. And even if one party tries to break it as far as the other, it still stands. And he says, my covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I'll make nations of you. And kings shall come from you, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants and after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And, you know, the Lord once again is saying, you know, Abram, I'm going to bless you. And it doesn't matter the past. Don't worry about the past. I'm going to bless you. And, you know, we need to forget about the old ways. We need to get it, forget about the old issues. We need to, get it, to forget about what happened yesterday because it's gone. It doesn't matter. Whatever mistakes are in the past, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're covered in the blood of Jesus. It doesn't matter what happened because as far as the Lord is concerned, we're perfect in his eyes through faith and through the righteousness of the Father. It says, for the just shall live by faith. And, and he says... And God says, said to Abram, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised. And, you know, in the old days, it was a physical circumcision, but now there's a circumcision of the heart that takes place when we're born of the Spirit. And, and in verse 15, then God said to Abram, as as for Sarah, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarah, or Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. And then I will bless her, and she shall be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples shall be from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, 
shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? You know, and it's funny because he was just like 75 years old a little while ago when the Lord first said this, and he didn't laugh then, but now it's been 20 years. And now he's laughing, and it's like it's not that big of a difference if you think about it. And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. And so once again, God has just gone through this huge dialogue of promising his covenant to Abraham and saying, I'm going to bless you. And Abraham just can't understand how it's possible because he's relying on his own wisdom and his own understanding of the ways and the things that God can do. Well, you know, the Bible says he can do exceedingly above all that we can ask or think. And so once again, he's like, you know, well, God, that may be a little bit too hard for you. Maybe healing cancer is too hard for you. Maybe restoring this life is too hard for you. Maybe restoring my marriage is too hard for you. Maybe, um, I don't know, maybe raising the dead is too hard for you. But you know what? Nothing's too hard for him. Jesus said the things that are impossible possible with man are possible with God. We have this tendency of trying to help God out and trying to figure out everything, but it's not possible. We can't understand and we can't comprehend at his level because he is a creator of heaven and earth. And if God said something, he will do it. And God said, no, Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and I will multiply him exceedingly. He shall beget twelve princes and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac whom Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. And so now not only and now God's actually revealing to him time frames and saying, It's soon, it's coming soon. Just keep believing, keep trusting. Regardless of what you see, just keep trusting. And it says, So Abraham took Ishmael's son, all who were born in his house, and all who were brought with his and bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised them and stuff. And so later on, um, Sarah actually has a child. And the Lord fulfills his word. And this man who doubted God over and over again and doubted what God could possibly do in the very next chapter has to stand before God on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he learned that he could, through his relationship with the Father, he could have a dialogue with him and he can talk to him and he could intercede for other people. And so he seems like a completely different man. And, you know, regardless of what it is, you can trust him. Regardless of what you've been through, you can trust him because he is adamant about fulfilling his word in our lives. And the Father will be glorified in your life. 
and nothing is impossible for him. Whatever the mountain is, whatever the obstacle is, whatever it is, it it's irrelevant when it comes down to faith. Faith says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You can trust in the Father for everything. And so our call-in number is 619-638-8458. We're going to go into a little bit more worship, and then we're going to be joined by um, Chris, and we will get into some time of prayer. So we will be back in just a few minutes.
All right, so we are back with another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host for the second part of the broadcast. And so the first half, we had Sean Holmberg in the studio sharing his heart, uh, sharing the Word of God about Abraham and faith and just how God is faithful to his promises. Praise God. Well, so tonight we are going to get into a little bit of worship and just kind of see where that takes us and just see where the Holy Spirit leads. Let's go into a time of worship and then I'll be back. Um, If you are listening, want to call in 619-638-8458. Is our call in number. You can reach us at prayerinternational at gmail.com um, via email if you have any prayer requests or comments or just any questions. And of course, we're at www.prayerinternational.org if you want to check out our website. We've got some different resources, materials, uh, daily devotionals, uh, things for you to look at, music videos, and other links as well. So, God bless you tonight from Prayer International. We just want to send our blessings out to our Facebook family and our Blog Talk Radio family, those of you that are following us in our daily devotionals and on our website and connecting with us nightly on the station itself and on the program itself. So we just thank you. And so let me go ahead and say a prayer for everybody that's listening tonight. We just want to cover you. You know, community and having a prayer group and a place of influence where we can be matured and nurtured in the body of Christ and grown up in the things of God is really important. A lot of times people have a local church they can connect to maybe once or twice a week, but a lot of times there's not a lot of... uh, really good formed relationships that that happen in church all the time. Sometimes it's very surface. And, you know, a lot of times people's needs are not met. They just become another number, and they just go to church to hear another encouraging message and hear some songs, and then they go out the door, and there's no real change or no real community that takes place. And so we want to be an extension of the family of God in your life, an extension of the body of Christ where we can lift you up, lift you up to the Father and pray over your needs, pray over your circumstances, and we can agree with the will and the word of God for your situations. And so we are proclaiming the word of God to the nations and declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is Prayer International Radio. If you want to call in 619 638 8458. You can go to the phone. And we are declaring Christ to the nations. You know, we are raising up a global watch of prayer, not only for the United States, not only for Jerusalem, but for other nations, other countries, other ministries, um, even other blog talk radio programs. We are praying and believing God to bring fruitful ministry out of everyone who names the name of Christ. 
And so with that being said, I'm going to say a prayer for Jesus and ask the Father to fill you with the Holy Spirit tonight and to open up your ears. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you, Lord. We thank you that you are a good God. Father, we thank you, Father, that you are for us and not against us. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are in us to will to do of your good pleasure. So right now we just pray for every man and woman that's listening tonight around the globe, Father. We just pray, Lord God, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done in their lives, that, Father, you would steer and control their destiny, that, Father, you would open up their heart, open up their ears, that they would hear the voice of the Spirit of God, fine-tune them to the word of truth, and give them eyes of their heart, open up the eyes of their hearts to see you, to see the King of glory, and to see from your heavenly perspective. And we just ask, Father, that you would touch your people for the glory of God. Touch your people. power of the Holy Spirit. We just thank you, Father, that you're moving tonight. Thank you that you're healing marriages, healing homes. Father, you are raising up sons and daughters to prophesy your word. We pray, Father God, for our Christian leaders right now, those that are on the mission field and those that are in churches and Bible colleges and places that are raising up and nurturing, maturing the body of Christ. We pray, Father God, for spirit and truth, that they would have spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit encounters, not any other spirit encounters, and that they would declare and divide the word of truth. And we just pray, Lord God, that you would touch everyone that names the name of Christ. Lord, we just thank you for maturity in the body of Christ. We thank you for the harvest, that you are drawing men and women from the north, south, east, and west, changing lives by the power of your spirit, changing lives by your word of truth that's going forth in the earth. And we are declaring that Jesus Christ is the healer, not only of the spirit, but he is the healer of your body. He is the healer of every disease. He is the healer of every infirmity. He will heal every sickness that's among the people. And we declare in Jesus' name that by the stripes of Christ you can be completely set free and whole that the Spirit of the Lord God has anointed me tonight to proclaim good news to you, to preach the gospel, and to set you at liberty if you're captive, if you're bound, if you're tied up tonight in the snares of the enemy, that I loose you in the name of Jesus Christ, and I declare that you are free by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you are free according to the word of truth. As you know the truth, you shall be set free. So receive the word of truth. Receive the love of God tonight. Receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit to break every yoke in your life. Be healed. Be healed in your mind. Peace. No anxiety. Peace in your mind. If you need healing in your mind tonight, call in 619-638-8458. Go to the phone. Feel free to call in. We're here for you at Prayer International. Go to the chat room. If you, for some reason you can't talk or don't want to talk, go to the chat room and just share your heart, share your prayer request. 
Or you can always go to our website, www.prayerinternational.org. Praise God. So we just ask in the name of Jesus that your needs be met tonight. That he give you daily bread. That he meet your needs. He is Jehovah Jireh, the provider. He is Jehovah Rophe, the healer. And he is Jehovah Shalom, your peace tonight. We just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, praise God. God is poor spirit, and we are declaring tonight that he is faithful and true. You know, God is faithful, but he is not a man that he should lie. He is not the son of man that he should repent. And so we're here to tell you that you can trust in the Lord. You know, you can trust in the Lord with all your heart. He is not going anywhere. He is always going to be on his throne. And he is steadfast. He is stable. In fact, when everything else passes away, when all else fades, the word of the Lord stands forever. The word of the Lord stands forever. The grass withers, the flower fades. Word stands forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's words will never pass away. We are here to declare, like Sean said earlier, but the apostle wrote it in First Peter, the word of the Lord is it endures forever. Psalmist said it is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. The word of the Lord is clear and it gives insight to life. God's word is settled in heaven forever. So let the law of the Lord be your delight tonight. Hide his word in your heart tonight. We are here proclaiming that you are children of the Most High God. And if you are friends of Christ tonight, the Bible says that he who is a friend of God cannot be friends with the world. And we're here to tell you, you have to make a choice. You have to choose you this day whom you're going to serve. You can't have one foot in the world and one foot in in the kingdom, God says you're, if you're lukewarm, he's going to spew you out of his mouth. He said if you're a double-minded man, don't think that you're going to receive anything from the Lord. But that you're to be singularly focused. In fact, the, the Bible says you can't serve two masters because you're going to love one and you're going to hate the other. And you need to decide. You need to determine in your heart. You need to choose you this day whom you're going to serve. You need to choose the Lord, you need to choose to believe the report of the Lord. You need to choose his ways. The Bible says you have a choice. The Bible says you have a choice tonight. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to not harden your heart. In fact, if you hear his voice, if you hear God speaking to you tonight, open up your heart. You know, there's a lot of people that are hanging on to the promises of God. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I'm here to to declare to you that this is going to be a harvest season and a year of harvest, a year of inheritance for you as a child of the Most High God. This is going to be your year where you can apprehend and lay hold of the promises of God. God is not slack. God is not slow, and I'm here to tell you that tonight. Maybe that's a word for somebody. God is not slack concerning his promises. 
God is not slow concerning the things that he has told you. He says, I will hasten my word to performance. God will hasten his word to performance. None of his words are going to fall to the ground. None of his words are going to fall to the ground. But I'm here to tell you tonight that the Lord will is in you. He's in you to willing to do with his good pleasure. He will perform his word. He will complete it. Wherever he sends his word, he says. It's going to accomplish whatever and wherever he sends it to, exactly what he says is going to happen. Guess what? It's going to happen. And so I'm here to tell you, you need to dig your heels in. You need to begin to get into the Word of God. You need to find out what God says about every situation in your life. And you need to begin to not only trust in the Lord and begin to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus, but you need to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the promises of God. Because as you declare, as you speak, so it will be done for you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. And as you begin to hide the word in your heart, guess what? You'll be transformed. You'll be changed from faith to faith and glory to glory. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we run to the things of God, if we begin to look into the perfect law of liberty, the Bible says when a person looks into the Bible, it's like looking into a mirror. It's like beholding your face in a glass. You begin to see what you really look like. And when you look into the light of God's word and when you look into the the word of truth, the darkness and the hidden deeds of your life and the hidden things in your life will begin to be exposed in the light. The Bible says everything that's hidden will be revealed one day. And that's why it's important that we begin to search our hearts. We begin to seek the Lord. And we begin to search our hearts. The psalmist said, Search me, O God, and know my ways. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in your way everlasting. Now let me tell you something. Is that your heart tonight? Are you at a place with God where you allow God to examine or you actually take the time to examine yourself and let God shine the light of his word into the the hidden places of your heart? Very important to think about. Do you take the time to allow God in through his word. The Bible says his word is sharp like a two-edged sword. Look, what are you doing? The Bible says judgment begins in the house of God. And you say, well, we we believe in the grace of God. We We don't believe in that law stuff. We don't. We believe in grace. Well, let me tell you something. We believe in grace too. We believe that apart from the blood of Jesus, you're going straight to hell. How about that? 
That's what we believe. In fact, Sean will black me up on that. Apart from Christ's blood, the Bible says your righteousness, your good works is filthy rags. Filthy rags. That's what God compares our goodness to. The Bible says no one's good but God. And if you're getting into heaven, it's not based on what you did, but it's based on what Jesus did on Calvary. It's based on the blood that was shed, the sacrifice. There was a lamb. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. There's one way. Jesus said, I'm the way. Narrow is the way. Few find it. And people say, well, that's so narrow-minded. Exactly. You're right. It is narrow-minded because God's narrow-minded. God says there's one way that's pretty narrow, that's pretty cut and dry. You see, religion is God being reached up to by man in the most obscure and the most traditional and most pageantry type ways. Man has always tried through his religion and through his efforts to get to God. And it doesn't work. Let me just say that. that It does not work. There's no way you're going to get to God. The only way you're going to encounter the living God is if he gets to you. The Bible says no one can come to God unless the Spirit draws him. Unless the Holy Spirit quickens your heart and draws you, you're just having nothing more than a religious experience. Unless you're made alive in your heart by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says to be made alive. The Bible says to be born again. The Bible says to be quickened in your spirit, to be made alive in Christ. The Bible says that you are dead to yourself and and old things are passed away, all things become new. That means when you become a Christian, you become a new person. The old things are passed away and all things become new. The Bible says you'll judge a tree by its fruit. And you say, well, does that mean we're never going to sin? No. The Bible says no man can say I've never sinned. We all sin. I sin. You sin. Everybody sins. That's why we need a Savior. That's why we need Christ. The Bible says that we're called and foreordained unto good works, that we're to live our lives holy and acceptable unto God, for this is our reasonable service. That the Holy Spirit will quicken us and lead us, and those that are Led by the Spirit of God. Those are the sons of God. And you say, well, I don't believe in that law stuff. Listen, Jesus said, not one jot or tittle of this law will pass away. I didn't come to do away with the law, but I came to fulfill it. And I said this the other night, and like Sean says, we will say some stuff over and over and over again. Why? We believe in the law of repetition. You hear it, you meditate on it, you chew on it, you digest it, you get it inside of yourself long enough. Guess what? It will become engrafted in you. It will abide in you. Jesus said, if I abide in you, and you abide in me, and my word abides in you, then you will bear much fruit. And the problem is we have a fruitless Christianity out there that's not bearing anything for the kingdom of God because it's void of the word, it's void of the knowledge, it's void of the spirit of God, and it has just a man-made religion full of tradition, but denying the power thereof. Jesus said to himself. And you say, oh, but there's false wonders and false miracles out there. Sure there are. The devil can imitate anything he wants to. 
There's also false humility and false religions out there, false grace out there, and a false compassion out there where people do things out of the wrong motives to look good before men and to be seen before men. And they could care less if they get their praise from God or not. And so I agree with you. There's wolves in the church and there's wolves out of the church. And that's why we have one shepherd. And his name is Jesus. And he's a good shepherd. And he says that he would lead us beside still waters. He would lead us beside green pastures. And guess what? The good shepherd says you will want for nothing. You'll never lack. You want to break the back of lack in your life? Get a hold of the shepherd. And be a sheep. Sheep are led. God said, my sheep are led by my spirit. My sheep know my voice. Do you know his voice? Do you know his voice? Well, I can tell you this. His voice lines up with his word. His voice lines up with his word. And his spirit and, and the word and the, and the Father, they all agree. They're all one. They all agree. And if you're going to test the spirits, you're going to have to say, hey, is Jesus Christ come in the flesh? And anything you hear is going to point to the fact that, yes, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And if your Holy Spirit uh, experience or what you perceive that is not bearing the character of God in your life, it's not producing the life and the, the image and the example of Christ in your life, then I question its validity. Praise God. Looks like we've got a caller. Uh see what we got going on here. Uh, we have a caller on the air. Alright. You will have a large cock stuff up your small vagina. You will bleed a lot. All right there. Well, it sounds like we got a caller on the air. Um, anyways, praise God. I don't know what happened there. So maybe they'll call back. Hey, praise Jesus. Look, we're trying to reach the nations here. We I don't know if they were just listening in or if they even realized we clicked over or what. But apparently people are calling in. We encourage you to call in, 619-638-8458. But if you call in, try to stay on the line with us. And either listen to the show or let us know you're just listening. Or feel free to join in with the show for prayer and encouragement or whatever's going on. We want to reach out to you. We're here for you. And so, with that being said, I'm going to take a a slight break. We're going to get back into the Word. We're going to go into a time of worship. You know, that's one thing we believe in the presence of God. Taking time to get into His presence. So let's do that now. Take some time to get into the presence of God and allow the Holy Spirit to wash over us tonight. Praise God.
Alright, well, praise God, we're back. And this is another edition of Face to Face. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host for the last 30 minutes of the broadcast. And tonight we are just talking about the Word of the Lord and sharing about His goodness and faithfulness and the fact that we can trust in our God and just the fact that we can trust in who He is. And so praise the Lord. It uh, looks like we've got possibly a caller on the air. I don't know if they're just listening or uh, I know we tried to click over earlier, so we're going to try again. Um, if you're just listening, just let us know, and then we will go on in and proceed with the broadcast. So, uh, yes, um, you're actually on the air right now. I'm trying to find out if you're just listening or if you called in to join the broadcast. Hello, I'm sorry. You and your ship, he showed burn in hell. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, all right, God bless you. So we'll see what happens there. Well, praise the Lord. Not sure what's going on there. But uh, we just speak a blessing over you. And uh, praise God. So I guess we are reaching out to people. I'm not sure really. What happened there? But um, anyways, God bless you guys. Hey, we just want to thank you. If you're in the chat room, I see that we've got uh, J.C. Overcomer Ministries, Apostle Anderson from Houston, Texas. God bless you tonight for joining us. I think it's the first time we've seen you in the chat room. Hey, God bless you, brother, from Houston. We just pray the Lord's blessing be upon you and your ministry tonight and what you're doing for the kingdom. And we just want to thank... uh, J.C. Overcomer Ministries, we just bless you for your support and your prayers and following with us tonight. And of course, we've got some other guests in the chat room. Look, if you guys have prayer requests, feel free to, to let us know on our email, prayerinternational at gmail.com or the chat room or the website, www.prayerinternational.org. And, you know, just want to, again, say thank you. And uh, our prayers are with you. You know, God really is calling us to raise up as the army of God. The Holy Spirit is drawing his people together like an exceeding great army. And so we know, uh, in fact, if we go all the way back to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, we can see uh kind of what the Lord says about that. So let's do that for just a second. I'm going to go to Ezekiel chapter 37. And, you know, this is a prophecy that that Ezekiel gave over the dry bones. So praise God, he says, And the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. You know, sometimes God will carry us out in the spirit. He'll give us visions. He'll give us dreams. He'll give us glimpses into what he has prepared for us or what he's prepared for our future, what he's prepared for people or or for the body of Christ. And so he will carry us out in his spirit and give us glimpses through visions, through dreams, uh, that truly is by the Spirit of the Lord. 
You know, there's a lot of people out there that are in fear, that are afraid that anything supernatural may not be from God. But I'm here to tell you that we can't let the devil steal God's glory. We can't let the devil... You know, first of all, let me say something. Uh, God is a supernatural God. And everything he does is supernatural. His ways are not our ways. And the, the enemy, the devil, obviously he was a spirit being, an angel that was fallen. He's a supernatural being as well. And yes, he imitates and he tries to trick and deceive. But you know, it's like anything. Just because we have cults out there that take the word of God and extract it and, and pervert it and use it uh, for bad, it doesn't mean that we take those that are walking in spirit and truth that are rightly dividing the word of truth, and we just condemn everybody and say, well, we don't know about the salvation stuff because there's cults out there that are taking people straight to hell. Well, we don't know about this healing stuff because there's people out there doing signs and wonders in the name of God, but it's not God. Let me tell you something. Jesus said that you judge a tree by its fruit. And if the things that you're experiencing, if the encounters and the experiences, the supernatural occurrences that happen in your life are drawing you closer to the Holy Spirit and to the presence of God, they're drawing you closer to the things of God, and they're producing the character and the life of God in your life, let me tell you something. The Spirit of God is going to use whatever He can to form Christ in you. And so let's go Ezekiel 37. Now, this was a vision that he had. He said, The Spirit of the Lord set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and he caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, they were very dry. And I know there's a lot of people in the body of Christ tonight, even in ministry, and you've labored and labored and labored and labored and labored and labored, and you've been very dry. Things have been very dry in your life. You feel like you're in the valley of dry bones. They said, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Lord, you know. It's funny how God asks us redundant questions sometimes that he knows the answers to, but he just wants us to know that he knows. He just wants to put it in perspective for us. He wants to give us Put us in check. He wants to give us a reality check. Let me tell you something. If your dry bones are going to live tonight, it's going to happen when you get in the river of the Spirit of God, when you get into the Spirit of the living God and allow His presence to refresh you. He said to me, prophesy upon these bones. Say, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will cause spirit to enter you, and you shall live. Sometimes we just need a man of God to come along into our lives, or a woman of God, just a voice of God, somebody that's a voice of God to come into our lives and prophesy over the deadness and the dryness in our lives and declare that you will live and not die, and proclaim the word of the Lord, that though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord says, 
You will not be dry in the desert. You're not going to die out in the desert, but there will be a river that springs up. A river that springs up in the desert. Praise God. Uh, let's see who's on here. Hang on just a second. Uh, somebody on the air? Looks like we might have somebody on the air with us. This is Prayer International Radio. Hello? All right. Well, we'll just mute that caller. I don't know what's going on tonight. Looks like people are calling in. Praise God, I'm not really sure what's happening with uh, some of our callers, but praise God. You know, God bless you guys tonight for just stepping up into the play, at least dialing the numbers, you know. Father, we just pray for everyone that's called in tonight. Bless them tonight, Lord. Your will be done and your kingdom come tonight in their lives. Reveal Jesus. Reveal the Spirit. Speak to their dryness and, and refresh them. So sometimes you just need a man of God to come into your life, a woman of God... And prophesy over your dry bones. And I'm here to tell you that even though your hope has been deferred for a long time and you're, you're depressed and you're downcast, the Lord says, Rejoice, O your soul, and put your hope in God. And don't be downcast, but allow the, the joy of the Lord to be your strength and allow the hope of God to begin to rise up inside of you again. Allow the Spirit of God to begin to birth hope in you again the presence of God to begin to birth life and a refreshing and a newness over you and put a motivation and a vigor in your heart. The Lord is declaring you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus tonight. There's victory. The Lord's going to deliver you. And you just need somebody to declare. Breath is coming into you. Spirit is coming into you. Life is coming into you. Health is coming into you. Prosperity is coming into you. Newness, refreshing is coming into you. Fruitfulness is coming into you by the Spirit of the Lord. And you're going to live. Your heart doesn't have to be sick any longer. Bring up a well in your soul. Jesus said, "There's a, if you come to him, you'll never thirst again. He's a fountain of living waters. As long as you're with him, you'll never be thirsty. There's a life well springing up in your soul, coming up, fountain of life. i got a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk in the blind sea. It opens prison doors and sets the captives free. I got a river of life flowing out of me. It's an old song we used to sing when I was a teenager. But let me tell you something. Spring up a my soul. And praise God, J.C. Overcomer is just backing us up to springing up into everlasting life. Amen. And God is declaring life. He's saying you don't have to be dry anymore. 
He wants to hide you under the shadow of his wings and surround you with his presence like the mountains surround Jerusalem. He wants to be your shield and buckler. He wants to be your barrier. He wants to be your sentinel. He wants to surround you like a protective wall and not let your enemies in. So allow the Spirit of God to work in you tonight. Allow the Spirit of the Lord to touch you in your mind and your body. I'm here to tell you, I'm prophesying to you, breath is going to enter you, and you're going to see the flesh come over and cover up, the, the skin's going to come over the bones. All of a sudden, you're going to see life. And what looks morbid and what looks horrible, all of a sudden, it's going to look new and refreshed. And and you're going to see life and skin come over the the skeleton. What am I saying? Where you haven't seen the promises of God yet, and it just looks barren, and it looks like it's a wasted situation. God says you're going to start to see the skin cover over the bone. This is the year where you're going to start to see something. You're going to start to see your prayers manifest. You're going to start to see your finances increase. You're going to start to see those family members come back to the Lord. You're going to start to see those family members and friends and and people that are sick in their body. All of a sudden, they're going to get healed, and miracles are going to start to take place. And those things that you've been waiting on for a long time, God says, I'm not slack concerning my promises. And there's a, a lot coming over the dry bones. So he said, I prophesied, verse 7, as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I behold the sinew, and the flesh came upon them, and the skin was covered above, and there was no breath. And then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy the son of man, and say, wind, thou Thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and the breath came in them. And they lived and stood up on their feet and formed an exceeding great army. And I'm here to tell you, you are the army of the living God. And I'm declaring breath is coming over you. Life is coming over you. You're going to see the fulfillment. And there's a noise. And we are raising up a noise. We are speaking and declaring to the nations. We are speaking for them to be open. And we are making a noise that is going to shake the gates open. Shake open ancient doors. And the king of glory is going to come in. We're making a noise with our prayers. We're making a noise with our declaration and our proclamation of the gospel. We're making our noise. And God says there's coming a shaking. He's going to confirm his word that's preached with signs following. He's going to confirm his word preached when he refreshes the body of Christ. And I'm here to tell you, if you've been in a dry and weary place where no water is, oh God, my God, I'm thirsty in a dry and weary land where no water is. I want to see your power and your glory like I've seen it in the sanctuary, Psalm 63. And we're here saying, if you're thirsty, call out and tell them you're thirsty. Isaiah 55, 1 says, oh, all who are thirsty, 
Come to the waters and drink. All who are thirsty. Don't buy that don't buy that which is not bread. A lot of times we spend our money on things that God doesn't even want us to have. Praise God. A lot of times we spend our money on things that are not bread. And we spend our money on things that are not from the Lord. And we need to realize it's not what God has ordained for us. It's not the things that God has declared over our lives. God is good. Praise God, you'll have to uh, excuse us for a minute. I guess we we lost our internet access briefly. So we are uh, going forward here. Just give us a minute. But if you're thirsty, come to the water and drink. If you're thirsty, come to the water. Praise God. Well, give us a call, 619-638-8458. You know, go to the phone, email us, prayerinternational at gmail.com. Go to the website, www.prayerinternational.org. And so we are calling out to the nations tonight. We're declaring we're prophesying over dry bones, and I'm here to tell you tonight. You're the army of God, and you're standing up. There's a rattling and a shaking and a coming together. And as we begin to come together, as we begin to pray, as we begin to make a noise out to heaven, the ancient gates will be opened up, and the King of glory will come in, and we will see the salvation of our God. We'll see the salvation of our God, I'm telling you. We'll see the promises of our God. Praise the Lord. I believe that's for everybody tonight. That's for everybody listening tonight. The promises of God are coming into your life. The promises of God are yes and amen in Him. And if you're in Him... You can hold fast. Jesus said, if you ask, you shall receive. If you seek, you shall find. If you knock, it shall be open. Praise the Lord. Looks like we have a caller. Uh, Let's see who we have. All right, this is Prayer International Radio. Looks like we have a caller on the air. Yes, sir. Hello. How are you tonight, my brother? Yes, God bless you. How are you tonight? Doing really good. Yeah, who am I speaking with tonight? Hello, are we on the air? Hello. Uh, Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Hello, how are you tonight, my brother? Hello. Doing good. Where are you you calling from? 
I'm calling out of Houston, Texas. This is Apostle Anderson. Oh, praise God, brother. Yeah, I saw you in the chat room tonight. Amen. Well, uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, what's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to encourage you, brother, to let you know that uh, we were listening in tonight. We were sitting here doing a little studying and praying for people's uh, um, uh, on the telephone. Uh, so many people are in trouble, you know, and they don't know about BTR and different places where they can uh, call in and get prayer. So I was just there praying with a few people and praying over a few, and I decided to turn on uh, the computer, and I saw you there, and I said, well, I listened to the word, and it was definitely the word of God. So I just wanted to encourage you to let you know to just keep right on doing what you're doing. I hear the enemy trying to come in also, but uh, they do it all the time. I mean, uh, but we don't pay any attention to what the enemy is doing. Uh, we just praise God. We see J.C. Overcomers. Amen. God bless you over there. And I just want to just send a shout-out and just say God bless your ministry. And uh, we'll try and get in and listen to you sometime when you're out here. Sure. Well, you know, we, we just started about three weeks ago, and uh, my buddy Sean and I, we, we run our program from about 10 to 12 Central Time. And, you know, we just had a leading of the Lord to get out there and, and let God use whatever we had to give him. And, you know, it's amazing to me how many people we've actually reached, you know, via Blog Talk Radio, and we also have a website up. And, you know, there's just such a need. You know, and so, you know, we'd like to connect with you and also find out how we can check out your show if you have one and, and pray for you guys. And, if there, you know, we can just all walk up together. There's power and agreement. And we really want to see God's will be done not only in Dallas but in Houston as well. And, and whatever you guys are doing to reach people and bear fruit, you know, we just want to, you know, definitely support that as well. So, um, you know, we just Amen. like and appreciate you. You know, we, Amen. You know like I said, we're here. Yeah, prayer support for ministers, uh, prayer support for churches, the prayer support for the people that are out there that have no church or have, you know, just maybe they've got a need when they can't get to a church. Um, we want to be available not only when our radio program is on, but 24-7 we have a website up. And so, man, if you guys want to connect with us, if there's anything you want to maybe contribute or let us know what's going on in the Houston area and what God's doing, you know, we want to help support that, too. We're all about just lifting up other ministers and ministries and letting people know what's going on in the, you know, in the body of Christ. And so let's definitely stay connected. Uh, and you said your name was Apostle Anderson. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Well, let me ask you this. Why don't you pray for our blog talk radio family since you're on the line? Uh, why don't you say a prayer for everybody listening tonight? Amen. Praise God. We we would love to do that. Praise God. Father, we just come thanking you tonight, God, that you are God, and God, you hold everything, Lord, in your hands tonight, Father. And, Lord, there are many sick people tonight, God. There are some sick in their spirit, sick in their minds, sick in their bodies. And, Father, you're the only one that can take away sickness, Lord. Your name, God, just your name alone, Father, is over every situation, Father. Lord, people are dying because they don't know you, Father, and churches are just being built all around the world, Father, and God, the people are not coming to those buildings, Lord, and Father, you want us to raise you up a people that will go out, Lord, and bring these people, Lord, back to you, Father, that's all I pray tonight, God, for the men and women of God tonight here at BTR, Father, yes. 
that, God, we won't just be preachers preaching for fame and fortune, Lord, but we'll be preaching for souls, Lord. God, I pray over this ministry, prayer national tonight, and, oh, God, J.C. Overcomers, Lord, and all the guests and peoples in the archives that will just hear this prayer, Father. Lord, I pray that we, God, will just come to know you as Lord and Savior, Lord. We'll forsake our sins, Father. We just repent, God, for those that don't know you, Lord. The lady that called in, Father, Lord, that was blasphemy. Lord, we pray over her tonight, God. We pray that she will not be condemned in her sin, Father. But, oh, God, that you would just spare her soul, Father. Something will be said, Lord. That would just touch her heart, God. God, whatever happened in her life, God, it wasn't your fault, Father. Maybe it wasn't even her fault, Father. But, God, you said you'll draw all men unto you if you be lifted up, Father. We just lift the name of Jesus tonight, Father. We we lift your name over the airways, over the ministry tonight, God. We lift your name over your people tonight, Lord. We lift your name over the word that was spoken today from the man of God. Father, we just, God, honor you tonight, God. We praise and worship you tonight, God. Father, Lord, we're looking for something fresh, Lord. Give us a fresh anointing, a drawing cord that will draw these peoples to you, Father. Not to us, Lord, as a person, Lord. But God, as you spoke in John the 17th chapter over the disciples, Lord, when you cried out and said, glorify me, Father, Lord, you were seeking your glorification for God, Lord, from the Father, Lord, that you may glorify the disciples, Lord. And then, Father, that same thing came down to us because we believe in the name you're sure. Thank you, hallelujah, Lord. We worship you tonight, God. If it be any, Lord, tonight that needs your touch, needs your presence, needs your love, your feeling, God, it's here tonight, Father. We just honor your word, Father, and we appreciate you. And we thank you and thank you for the opportunity to pray, Father. Yeah. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing tonight. In Jesus' name, Yeshua Hamashiach, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, man of God. Yes, thank you, Father. And, Lord, I just agree with this man of God tonight. We just bless our Blog Talk Radio family and our Facebook family. We say your will be done and your kingdom come over Houston and over the Dallas, Texas area, Father, over the nation and our president, Father. Your will be done your kingdom come over the United States and over Israel. Father, we bless Israel and Jerusalem. Pray that they would prosper. Your peace would be upon them. And, Father, tonight I just join with this man of God out of Houston Apostle Anderson, Father, and we say your kingdom come and your will be done. And tonight we just thank you. We just bless uh, that woman that came on the phone line that's just probably looking for help. Lord, she doesn't even know what's going on, but bless her tonight anyways. And, Father, we just ask, Lord, that Jesus would go to the corners of the earth. We proclaim that his name is above every name and that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. And we just thank you. This is Prayer International Radio, and we just ask to stay, stay tuned. Check out some of the other blog talk radio programs that are lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. And we just bless those other ministries tonight. We thank you for your support. And give us a call sometime, 619-638-8458. This is Prayer International Radio, and we will see you again tomorrow night. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. Thank you, amen.